it's a privilege to welcome in our next guest, Buddy Martin from the Buddy Martin Show, the all-new digital versions on Facebook. You can catch it live most days, 530 to 6, and then it originates at the Buddy Martin or, or archived at the Buddy Martin page. Also, once a week, they have their late-night Dilly Dilly Kingdom, Dilly Dilly Show uh, from the uh, Gator Nation Kingdom. Uh, if you're not a part of the Gator Nation Kingdom on Facebook, you have to apply and be a part of that kingdom. And if you do, you might just catch the Brady and Buddy Show to the kingdom. Buddy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brady. I'm so excited to be on your show. I finally made it. I made the big time. You are. You're big time. And um, as I told people earlier, you've written Spurrier's uh, recent book, Autobiography, and you've also written Urban's Way uh, for those who want to refamiliarize themselves with some of the work. And you had relationships with both those guys. Uh, first of all, uh, your overall impression of uh, – I saw you at the press conference yesterday – your overall impression of uh, Dan Mullen and, and, and what he was able to do in the, in the transition, quote, class. I have to be guarded here. I, I, I like this guy too much. I'm finding myself liking him more every time I go. And if you're kind of a semi-journalist, you try not to get attached to people. But, Brady, you know this about me. I have had relationships with most coaches, not so much the last two, and I love to have a relationship. I love coaches, generally speaking. So I'm liking Mullen, and I'm seeing so many similarities between him and the two national championship coaches that Florida has had. i got to check myself, Brady. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you might be ready to go all in. I know you were all in on Urban Meyer. <laughs> let me take you back. Let me, let me take you back two months, though. Um, a lot of people remember yeah. you were the one uh, covering the story uh, with regards to Chip Kelly very closely. Uh, you met with Scott Strickland at the airport after they saw uh, Chip Kelly. At that point in time, if I'd have told you people would be gaga goo goo over Dan Mullen, and I'm not just talking about you, I'm just talking about the fans in general, yeah. what would you have thought? How surprised would you have been if I'd have told you that night or the next day that Dan Mullen's going to get people excited about Gator football again? I would have been very surprised. I, I wouldn't I'd give the chances. I mean, I thought he'd be good, but I, I had no idea. I thought you had the best comment I've heard, and I hate to keep quoting you on this, and I love it. I've used it on several other shows, including mine, by the way, shameless plug, tonight, 530, right here on the Buddy Martin Show. Uh, I, I love what you said. It's almost like Dan Mullen has been watching us from afar. He's almost known everything that's gone on, because he's like the Cape Crusader. He arrives at the perfect time, chomping on the airplane, and everything he's done since. I won't say it's been perfect, but darn near. And it's a little too good, almost. Now, his recruiting class was was really good. It wasn't what you say great. But how are you going to have a great recruiting class in a transition year? And if you heard my comment and question yesterday, Brady, I asked him about that, the transition class. And, you know, he acknowledged it's a difficult thing to do. I don't know, and you were a coach, how difficult it is. Let's see how Jimbo Fisher likes it, although he did pretty good yesterday. So he explained to me as a coach, why is it so difficult? Well, it really is simple. It boils down to relationships and long terms. And the thing about Mullen I loved yesterday was how he explained the process. The championship programs start at grassroots with selecting the players, your kind of guys that you want in your program that you think you can develop and having your staff, your assistant coaches meet with them and get and find out about them and so that those relationships can build on. And when they do come to Florida, you got their attention, 
hey, look, Brady, the coach, you have to have their attention, right? That's important. Yep. And then you develop them as they go and don't overpromise them. And he said, I want the kid to make the best decision for himself. And when he said that, I believed him. A lot of coaches will say that, but I think he believed him. And I think the, the program yesterday took a giant leap forward again with the cherry on top. When they got the, the wide receiver they won, uh, Jacob was the guy they won. They brought Jacob home. Yeah. Jacob Copeland. You know, it's interesting. When you look at transition classes, that's what we call when a new coach takes over. Um, this is the best Florida's had. <clears throat> it doesn't count Van Jefferson and Trevon Grimes. But, right. you know, the thing that's interesting is people say, well, look what Kirby Smart did his first year at Georgia. I think it was in the top ten. Different. Different circumstances there. They're, they're harder now for Jimbo and, 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 and guys like Dan Mullen this year because – uh, and even Willie Taggart, who finished outside the top ten but had a good class, because of the early signing period. In your opinion, in having covered this for uh, 742 years. Um, 40, 41, 741. 741. I knew it was yeah. something like that. Yeah. It, how, how much of a difference was it for you following it uh, with the early signing period? And what is your sense that Coach is talking to guys like Urban Meyer and yeah. uh, other guys about this early signing period? Uh, and whether it's being well-received or not. One of the really cool things was driving to Gainesville from Ocala, which you do every day. I happened to strike upon ESPNU. And first of all, I heard my, my friend David Moulton doing his show. He's so terrific at this. And I heard Mark Packer, and he had almost every big coach on yesterday. And I got to hear all of them making a comment. And I'm talking about four or five questions. He had 20, 25 minutes with Saban, Swinney, et cetera, and they all talked about this. Universally, it seems like it was pretty well accepted. They kind of liked it. And even Dan Mullen said yesterday they used that time for signing day number one to recruit other classes as well. They were focused on that. Now, in the case of Penn State, Penn State didn't sign but one guy in, 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 the, uh, in the second signing period. They all use it differently. Uh, and I think the world, after hearing these coaches talk, I would say, I wouldn't say it was universally loved, but they've accepted it and they think you have to navigate it a certain way and each school has their own way. I think it works. Well, I'll tell you this. The idea was presented by the Big Ten. The idea was brought to people by the Big Ten, which is why Saban was so resistant on it. And I think for Penn State, just because, and, and again, we're at an age now where kids go where the exposure is and facilities sure, and playing, but weather is, is always a factor. <clears throat> and you get 22 of your 23 kids in signed in December, they don't have to come in January, which has been a very cold January up in the Midwest, the Northeast, and so forth. So um, that may have something to do with it as well. From, from your perspective, uh, buddy, uh, you were around Dan Mullen as a coordinator at Florida when you were doing, uh, you know, writing Urban's book and following Urban, how has he changed professionally? Uh, I know you like him, and, I mean, he's very talkative, and he's great with the media so far. Everybody likes him, uh, I guess, until he doesn't make a third and one or something. Yeah. How has he changed professionally, in your opinion? Well, I'm going to give you my list, if I can, real quick, of how he's similar to Spurrier and Urban. This struck me yesterday as I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking – this guy is part Urban, part Spurrier. How he's changed, he's a lot more mature. Can I give you my list and let's see if you agree, Go okay? Number one, a brilliant football mind, okay? 
that he's got. And I think we both, both coaches had that. Number two, uh, develop three stars into four or five stars. Both Spurrier and Irvin had the ability to do that. Number three, he's very strategic. You heard him mention that name. That's Urban. Uh, Urban's always has a plan to win. I think Mellon has his own plan to win. Number four, he's like Spurrier in that he loves being here. Spurrier always wanted to be here. There were times when Urban loved it. At the end, he did not. Number five, excellent recruiter like Urban, who was as good as he gets, as you saw from his class yesterday. I think he finished number two. And number six, makes the game fun, Brady. We all want to have fun, don't we? And it hasn't been fun for 10 years. That comes from Spurrier. Number seven, certainly both Urban and Spurrier passionate. Number eight, sensational play callers. I, I say that Spurrier. Spurrier was as good as I've ever seen at play calling, and Mullen's got a little bit of that in him, his moxie. Number nine, super competitive, and he wants to win very, very badly, and both coaches did that. Number 10, he's a handsome dude. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, and I remember Fremont Bishop talking about Spurrier having it all. Uh, he's on the sideline. He looks like a male model in GQ. He was over there calling plays, throwing his visor and whatever. And he was a handsome, swashbuckling guy. So that's where I got, I would add an 11, supremely confident, both of them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities in that. And hopefully in all those traits, you know, I remember when Urban came here, people say he's totally different than Spurrier just because of his personality. So there's one thing that they're very similar in, and they got, they're competitive. Uh, Urban was extremely competitive, created practice that way. And from what I gather in the offseason, from the directive to Dan Mullen and Nick Savage, it's going to be that way at Florida as well. Now, if you want to catch more of Buddy Martin, his uh, show, the all-new digital version, is on Facebook, 530 to 6. Check it out. Also, you can uh, check in once in a while with the late-night Dilly Dilly show on the Gator Nation Kingdom, of which uh, I get paid all kinds of royalties to be on with Buddy. Did, did Brenda give you a raise on that? I forget. He may have given you a raise. I don't know, but I got to talk to him about it. The this. direct deposit hasn't hit yet, but I'm waiting on it. PayPal. PayPal. I'm waiting Checks on it. Hey, buddy, in the mail, Brady. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Thank you, Brendan. Hey, uh, appreciate you, buddy. See you it's soon. You. Thank you, Brady, for having me on. All right, we'll be doing a lot of things with Buddy Mark. All right. That's fun. You still there, Brendan? Yeah. Okay, I'm not hearing Brendan, but that's that's okay. Uh, you are still live to the right. kingdom. Yes, you're still on. Oh, we're still okay. I'm going to wrap this up. I got Just a quarterback club meeting coming up in one minute. Matter of fact, hey, I didn't tell you this story, Brendan. Yesterday when I got up there, it's always a zoo getting parked at that time of the day, and I, I got in and they give you these rooms. Like, okay, it's the south end zone. It's the press box. It's the north end zone. It's it's like fine. It's like a scavenger hunt to find the press conference. And I text my friend Jennifer and say, what's going on? Where are you? Where is this thing happening? And, you know, so, you know, you used to cover it. You used to do your video. So I'm walking up and down trying to find it. And I see this guy and I said, excuse me. And I looked up and it was Jeremy Foley. <laughs> he said, I said, Jeremy, I'm trying to find this South end zone place. He said, Oh, I said, you know where it is? He said, well, not really, <laughs> but I'll help you find it. So, so Jeremy said, here's a shortcut. He opens the side door, lets me in. I go down the usual way, which is down the stairs in the press room, and plop down between uh, a couple of friends of mine, uh, Robbie Andrew, and and we were able to get the uh, the streaming up. By the way, terrific job by, by Master Control there, pal, on getting that stuff up. Really, really great job by Brendan Martin. 
Uh, the, we call him the crown prince around here because he's the guy. So if you haven't seen it, you probably ought to. Brendan posted the bites that I was able to ask Dan Mullen. Actually, a little mini interview there. Or Brendan had about three questions I asked him. So it was fun. And uh, I'm feeling good today, Brendan. I'm feeling very optimistic about the future. And I'm feeling really good about the kingdom today. They did a great job. The Knights, Bubba. How about Bubba showing up there and getting a selfie with Dan Mullen? He's all over it. All right, that's going to wrap it. i got to go to a meeting, Brendan. Thanks. Great job. Talk hey, uh, to you this afternoon at 530. Let us know if you like these uh, private uh, kingdom shows. Yeah, please do. We'll be talking to the Knights and the members soon. All right? Thanks, Brendan.